The Sit Rep Podcast is sponsored by Black Sight Studio, the creators of incredible pre-color terrain. Whether you're looking for terrain in 28 or 15 millimeter, they have a wide selection just for you. No matter the type of game, Black Sight Studio has exactly what you are looking for. They have new releases all the time and their catalog continues to grow. So the next time you're considering new terrain, jump over to Black Sight Studio and you will find just what you need. Remember to let them know you heard from us. Black Sight Studio, the official sponsors of the Sit Rep Podcast. You are listening to the Sit Rep Podcast, your home for everything related to modern wargaming. Whether it's reviews, rules analysis, play-by-plays, hobby time, or even gameplay videos, we will bring it all to you. And now for your hosts. From England, we have Ralph from the Great White North of Canada, Chris historical editor, Big Jim Ariskany, and G, both from the United States. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready for the ultimate ride into modern wargaming. We're here. <laughs> We're all here. Sorry, guys. Uh, welcome to the uh, live broadcast for all our Patreon subscribers. I finally figured out how to do this. It's freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, just one of those things, I guess. I got to be better prepared next time, and that's totally on me. I apologize. And uh, let's start this show on and get it going. So um, this is G from the Sit Rep Studio here in the United States with Marty. What up? And joining us on the other side of the old, big old pond is Ralph and Gaz. Hello. Hi, guys. All right. So thank you for joining us on this show. Um, I'm hoping everything is working out like it's supposed to, hopefully. So we will shall see. Okay. Yep, it's working. I can hear it. Okay. All right. So we've got a lot of talk about this week. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we were going live, and um, I'm hoping Jim joins us at some point. Sorry, everybody. We've had all kinds of computer issues this morning. I think the coronavirus has invaded my computer system. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So, <clears throat> puberty. It's hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first things first. 13 days to 13 hours. Hey, Bob Ross, the painting guru, you've been painting some crazy stuff. What's with this juicy thing? I don't know. Ask, ask, ask the people that were in the chat on night. <laughs> it seems to be ever since um, I had to do the basketball jersey, it seems people are asking more and more of me now. <laughs> and I'm loving it. <laughs> it just flip flops, and now we're going crazy. Uh, uh, I don't even know what it's in relation to, but they, they requested it. I tried to do, well, initially they wanted black sort of edging and white lettering. <laughs> uh, and I attempted that and realized very quickly I am not able to do that. Yeah. Reversed and just re-blacked it out <laughs> straight away. <laughs> so well, yeah, there, right. was a, there was a, a tactical retreat yeah. uh, during the painting session the other night. Nice. But yeah, we're, we're cracking through them. I think I've got three left um, that I have here at the minute of the thirteen. Yeah, uh, I've got one that likes a bot weapon left, and I've got two models that I really like. So I'm looking forward to. I might put a bit more time into them. One of them's the leader, for example. So excellent. I'd like to put a bit more time into them. Excellent. Very nice. I know you're doing amazing but work. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hopefully at some point in April they're packaged up in a box and uh, sent over the pond to join forces with the African militia that is strangely in your basement. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. well, we'll yeah. get it done. Um, also, I wanted to do it before I forget. I wanted to give a quick apology and shout out to Tim over at Footsore Miniatures US. I know in the last show I said, you know, I'd ordered some vehicles and somehow the order got canceled. The kind gentleman did not cancel my order. He just sent them to me sans free. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. So uh, I, we got the vehicles here. Um, so we will be painting them up on next Thursday's episode. Uh, Marty and I are going to be doing vehicles. Yeah. So uh, we'll be rocking and rolling on those. Get those all painted up. Um, and then hopefully we can finish up on any uh, miniatures we got to do. And then um, we can start on the, the actual terrain. 
and and our uh, as G said, our uh, everlasting gratitude to uh, Tim over at Footsore. Thank yeah. you very much. Very kind of you. Yes, very kind. So this is turning into a multi project. I mean, multi company project. You know, we've got Footsore Miniatures, we've got Spectre, we've got Skirmish Sangin, we've got Black Sight Studio, our major sponsor. Um, they're going to be sending us some materials. We need to follow up with them, Marty, and yeah. uh, get our stuff going there. Um, uh, who else do we got? Sarissa Precision. Uh, it's going to be Home Depot when we go to get the board to put all this <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're cooking along. Jim has been uh, getting all, you know, the uh, transit game all up and going, and uh, I'm really looking yeah. forward to this project come together. we got to update the timesheet. Have you d- updated your portion there, Gaz? No, I suck at that. That's why I'm always trying to go at me. <laughs> I got to mine too. So, um, yeah, so this coming Thursday, Marty and I will be on the Bruin View and we'll be painting up vehicles. Um, Are you cranking out your airbrush for the vehicles? I, I think I am. I think the so, airbrush is coming out. Yeah, it's much easier. Yeah. It really does save time. It saves so much time. I agree. And on top of that, I wanted to let everybody know on the update on our Patreon subscribers. Um, swag, if you will. Um, right behind Marty where he's sitting, there are a whole gaggle of sit, uh, Sergeant Sitrep is what we're calling him now. It's a, it's a, a platoon's worth over <laughs> here. So they're all finally printed and done, and we'll be sh- uh, shipping those out here shortly. And uh, so we changed his name from Sergeant Rock, because that one's already been used. Yeah. And so we're going with Sergeant Sitrep. So... Uh, you know, scar-smoking, one-handed, rifle-bearing, God only knows what it is, and uh, he's going to be making his way to all our Patreon subscribers soon. And Marty, uh, what do you got sitting in front of you there that's a sample? Well, it's not a sample, but so, it gives you an example of what else Patreons are getting. So uh, I, I made made a little trip to uh, the SITREP store on Zazzle, and uh, I, one, I am now wearing the official SITREP uh, sweatshirt. So nice. I'm super excited about that. So now I'm in uniform. Uh, but I also have the uh, the official, long story short, Ariskany shot glass for our drinking game, which is why I'm missing Jim. I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know it's a, you know, it's 1030 in the morning here, but I would not let that stop me. So. Exactly. And I got a coffee mug coming too, but it comes from a different person. So they didn't arrive at the same time. Yeah, the sun's over the yard arm somewhere. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. With coffee, it's still classed as coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that going too, of course. So, yep, he's got his Life for Juice mug on the way. Got my official sit rep mug right here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, guys, we got to get you mugs sent over to you. We'll get those on our way over to you guys. So, you during this time, I know it's later in the day for you guys, so you can have your tea or your brew, if you will. Yep. So, so everybody will be, you know, rearing to go. Um, also, on other news, um, you guys may, if you follow us on Facebook, might have seen a, a very interesting announcement about two weeks ago that came out, <laughs> totally by surprise to us here at the SITRA. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but John Chang, the, what is his, is he the creator of, Black Powder Red Earth, or yeah, I think it's it's creator slash owner slash editor writer. I think uh, I think overall guru is probably the best way. Right, seeing it. So interesting thing is, uh, I got a message. Was it from you, Ralph, asking about that, or Marty? I yeah, can't remember. I, I sent you something. Was it not Gaz? Because it wasn't me. Okay, and then it must have been Marty. Marty yeah. sends me this thing going, are we doing something at Adepticon? I'm like, what are you talking about? So uh, he showed me the picture of the ad that John Chang had put up, you know, saying he was going to be at Adepticon signing books or whatever it is, and that he's going to be doing a special event with the Sit Rep podcast. And I went, um, All right. <laughs> that's news to me. Um, so I reached out to the guys and said, hey, did anybody set something up and forget to tell us? And um, no, nobody knew what we were talking about. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, um, just kind of wondering, what did you have in mind? Who did you talk to? We're happy to help, but kind of need to know what's going on. And uh, what it turned out that he uh, misread our email from the other group. <laughs> 
Oh, what's the other group? Ralph, help me. Rules of en- oh, yeah. Yeah. engagement. So I guess the guys from Rules of Engagement sent him an email, and somewhere in the email it said sit rep, you know, like an actual sit rep. And he confused it with the sit rep podcast, so he thought we were going to be doing something. So, although, although that is great. When he hears the word sit rep, the first thing he thinks of is us. Exactly. <laughs> so lo and behold, I chatted with him a little bit, and I'm gonna we're going to have a phone call with him on Monday night. We've been bouncing back and forth trying to get calls in. Work's been kind of brutal to both of us. So Monday night, we're going to get on a Skype call, and we're going to talk about what sit rep podcast is actually going to do with him at Adepticon. We're actually going to, something's happening. It's going to be real. Um, so, and I will have to reach out to Steven from Spectre and see if we can somehow work out a team of the Red Ember. Is that what it's called, Ralph? The, yeah. The em- yeah. Red Ember team? Red yeah. Ember team, yeah. Uh, from, from Black Powder Red Earth and see if we can do some kind of uh, promotion. And I don't know what we're doing yet, but uh, something's coming down the pike. We only got three weeks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um... He's, I think when he said he was at, because the Black Powder Red Earth guys, they post up on their Facebook page that they're going to be at Adepticon. And as you said, there's book signings. I think they're showing off the board, the game that they've developed. Yeah. So uh, maybe we can do an exclusive preview of the game. Yeah. Or, or, uh, awesome. You know, do, do some sort of uh, let's play or something. Yeah. Because yeah. he's also, I know for a fact, um, on their thing that would be mentioned as well is because he's been. I don't know if they still are, but he's been in Japan a lot because uh-huh. they're looking to do an animated series. Um, awesome. As well. Oh, so wait a minute. He's been in lots. Japan? Well, not <laughs> <laughs> This was last year. I don't uh-huh. know how that's gone on, but they were they were looking at getting animators and writing scripts and yeah. things, doing an animated Black Powder Red Earth as well. Interesting. Very Absolutely. interesting. That would be cool. But yeah, the 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 Ember, the, the the team Ember is a is okay. a really nice set of miniatures. Excellent. The six minis, they are a set of minis. I do recommend to anybody that just wants, even if it's not for Black Powder Red Earth. You yeah. have them, don't you, Rob? I do have the six minis because they're Spectre minis. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Spectre. Just give me all the Spectre minis. <laughs> All right. So, anybody else have anything news-wise before we jump into the meat of the podcast? Um, there was PS posted up some pictures. I don't know if you saw them. Uh, the book, some, not of the no. book. He posted up some shots of the ten millimeter chieftains. Oh yeah, I yeah. saw those as well. Saw those so, as well. And the book's going out to print this week. Yeah, I think he said so. Those chieftains look really nice. Those are turning out really well. Yeah. I, th- I think if I hadn't have got the whole kit with the the um, the the battlefront, sorry, battle group uh, North Tag, if I hadn't bought the whole lot with the minis, uh-huh. I might have held off and just got the rule book and possibly bought the Team Yankee minis, just for the slightly bigger scale. But the ten mil look really nice, so yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. It's just now trying to, trying to find some ten millimeter um, helicopters. Yeah. Well, I imagine they'll be coming out. Oh, they probably will be coming yeah. out. Yeah. So it, it's nice to see another option. I can't wait for my set to come in. Uh, that'll be definitely down the road. Um, guess outside of painting like a maniac, what else have you been doing uh, hobby-wise? Um, not a huge amount to do with war. No? Of real war gaming, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a couple of, there's a little painting competition at my local store, so I've been supporting that by putting a, uh, like a miniature together each month. Nice. Um, so that's, that's sort of been what I've been concentrating on. Although I did see this week, this week, last week, uh, bad news for you, I suppose, G. Uh, they've started doing testing on the uh, Sikorsky Boeing, uh, Defiant, the replacement for the Black Hawk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> goofy looking... <laughs> Double prop pusher. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. From a miniature's point of view, as well as someone posted up, and I can't remember where it was posted up, but there is going to be a a one forty eight scale KA twenty five, I think. The Russian Havoc. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. One forty eight scale mini. Uh, well, the new one forty eight scale kit coming out. Which just like the model kit or for a game? Yeah, it's, it's a bit like, well, it's a it's a model kit. It'd okay. be like the, um, you know, the Academy stuff we use and uh-huh. the 
Italia stuff we use for terrain pieces and stuff. Yeah. There's a new Russian one coming out because it's really difficult to get a hold of the that either the Havoc or the other one. They're they're like hen's teeth. You know, as rare as rocking horse. Well, if you're into that Soviet piece of shit, more well, you know, more power to you. Wow. You know? I'm um, just thinking for my spetsnats. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a good setting. Don't worry, we'll blow that sh- thing out of the sky. <laughs> you know, one little man pad. We'll take care of that piece of crap. Um, no, I don't even fly that thing in, in DCS world. I refuse to fly a Soviet plane. Um, can't do it. Just can't do it. It's, it's just it's just with it with it being a kit that's you know that's very rare. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, it's nice that to, people are spending nice out. People are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you know, joking aside, it's it's yeah. nice to see you have options. Um, you know, like oh, even in DCS world, I tried flying the the Frogfoot. I couldn't do it because all the controls are in Russian, so I don't read <laughs> Russian. So you know, how the hell am I supposed to know what it's saying? Um, so I stay away from it. Mm. But um, no, it's nice that there's options for that because, you know, mm-hmm. I keep seeing the pictures of the greatest game table ever. You know, it's the, um, is it the Chechnyan or Stalingrad table? I can't remember now, but, um, you know, Stalingrad, yeah, yeah, the Stalingrad table. Yeah. It looks that really War good. Games Illustrated did with all of the um, under bits as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's got yeah. all the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. That's Stalingrad. Just look at that and you go. Speaking yeah. of War Games Illustrated, they're looking for a project coordinator. If anybody out there is looking for a job, they're looking for a project coordinator director. So I'm like, hmm, but that means I'd have to move to England. And then I couldn't bring my guns. And well, that's deal breaker. <laughs> Done. Nope. Sorry, ain't happening. Um, America. But technology's great, so you could, and you may not need to move to England, you see, you know, yeah. you can Skype. And uh, yeah. That would be, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing a remote thing, but, you know, yeah. it'd be nice. But yeah, I know you'd have to travel over there so many times, you know, because you are the project director, but, I mean, I'm not opposed to living in England for a little bit, a little while. No, I didn't understand what you were saying, Jay. What's that? Your horrible foreign accent. <laughs> yeah, you, you talk funny. <laughs> you talk funny. I, I always find that amazing when I go over to either Ireland or England and, and they're like, I'm sorry, uh, your accent. What accent? The most accent I got is I got a Chicago accent, you know, and say sausage little, or something, you know? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's funny to hear that we have an accent, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, you know, we always think we're the normal people of the world. It's true. I mean, it's the, it's the it's the it's the American perspective. You know, we think we think the rest of the universe revolves around us. Let's talk about the American perspective for a minute. Uh, I I apologize. I have no idea where this is going, but I'm sure it's not going to be fun for anyone. All right, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant because I can't. I'm controlling the board. Um, I that new Tom Hanks movie coming out, Greyhound. Yeah, looks pretty good. Um, it does. I, I don't know a lot about the Atlanta crossing other than we moved a lot of crap from the U.S. over to England to help support the war effort early and then throughout the war effort. And, you know, it, my understanding is it sounds like it's, you know, kind of based upon the events. Um, you know, other than that, I, I didn't know anything about it. So a friend of mine who's English um posted on there you know this looks interesting and then somebody else reported yeah it looks interesting but it's very yankish and i went oh. what the hell does that mean hey, what does yankish mean does can you guys explain to me what yankish means i think what he means is the um the rewriting of history in movies it's been hollywood hollywood yeah. made it's it hollywood, better hollywood than eyes is probably what he means because long survivors perfect example <laughs> I was yeah. I was thinking earlier than that. Was thinking U um, five one seven. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about U five. That was kind of a crappy dramatic Hollywood movie. That, yeah. I mean that wasn't. But what does Yankish mean? Does that mean we're like over the top and? It means that since we've won all the wars, we get to write the history. Oh, is that what it means? <laughs> <laughs> means the truth's not always good enough. <laughs> so, so, we're, so we're not going to count anything after, say, 75, but... <laughs> yeah, they just picked him up. <laughs> That's an example, I suppose, of taking a really strong story and needing to finish it a certain way to fit the audience. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't take offense to... Okay, I lied. I took offense yes, to you it. did. Because I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? 
I'm going to rant and then told us this first and then come back with, I didn't take any offense to it though. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start this off with, this is my rant because I own the board. (laughs) (laughs) I just sound like, come on guys. If if it hadn't been for us, you guys might be eating beater schnitzel. I mean, come on, seriously. (sighs) Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with schnitzel, but it's it's part of this whole, I'm going to go on a small tirade about um, the the culture that we seem to be in at the moment and yeah. the way technology is perpetuating that culture okay. and I think that's part of the issue is things like keyboard warriors yeah yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that yeah no and I it mean it's really all in good fun me. it's all in yeah. good fun yeah. I mean well. the way I look at it it's a movie mm-hmm. it's meant for entertainment it says it's based on or it's inspired by actual events it's not saying it's yeah. based on it it's not a you know a it's not a documentary comedy, you know so it's inspired so it's a Hollywood movie to bring people in and escape from reality for a few hours you know that's got an underlying message or an underlying story that's based in fact. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. so, you know, if, you, if you're going to drag, if it's depending on what age range it is, you know, if it's a 15 or whatever, you know, kids of 15 might be going to see it and know nothing about history. Yeah. It gives them at least a little bit of knowledge, not necessarily the whole yes. thing. And then if they're interested in going research, you know, and that should be... See. The part of some things like this, you know. Yeah. See, Ralph, now you would movie, it's going to be, you know, big visual effects. And it does look amazing. It really does. Um, the ship the ship combat and stuff looks absolutely insane. Yeah. And, you know, and, and just looks really, really, you know, very visual, which is what you need for something like that. But at the end, you know, you're paying your $10, $20 over there, 10 to 15 quid in the UK to go and be entertained. That's all we want. Yeah. Exactly. See, Ralph, you hit on you hit on something that's that's going to cause my rant to, to start now, uh, because uh, you know you you hit the nail on the head that you know somebody uh, may be seeing this and they have no background in the history at all, and then they could you know they get a flavor for it, they could be entertained by the movie, and then go do some research. The problem is, is there's so many lazy, low information people out there that don't do any of that. And they're like, yeah. ah, well, I saw it. So the, this is the way it is. Like, dude, take it. Crack a book. <laughs> there, there, there's more to it than this. This was a, a dramatic representation of some of the events that uh, may have occurred during that time frame. And again, loosely based, inspired by real events. But go find out about the real events. And people just don't seem to do that anymore. Yeah, and that you know, even if you don't track a book, open up the Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard to find information these days. It, you know, go and look at something. You know, instead of being fed information from this small little box. You know, there is other information out there that helps. It's anyway, interesting that we keep going back to sort of World War Two, though. More than more modern complex. Some of which went on for longer than World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nine, I think nine, what Afghanistan's now the longest war, isn't it, for yeah. the US? Yeah. So, you know, nine, we've seen the likes of Jarhead and and some delve slightly as well. Yeah. TV series that rocked it. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen some of the real documentaries, Restrepo. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's some really good ones out there, but we we do seem to refocus all the time backwards to World War Two. I watched 1917 the other day, loved it. Did you? Was really it good? The, the the way they filmed it, I, I understood they filmed it in a certain way, but didn't really know what that meant until I watched it, and mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely amazing from that perspective. They uh, try to get a lot of one camera shots in it. It's only one camera shot. Really. Uh, no, there is some Possibly. shots which were multiple camera shots that were edited together to look like a one camera shot. There but the vast majority of the film was one camera. Yeah, I thought that's what they meant in actuality, mm-hmm. that everything you see doesn't flash to another perspective. I don't, I don't no. think it does in any part of the film. It just, essentially, you could be on like a roller coaster ride because there's no deviation from the visual, even mm-hmm. with the editing. That makes sense. You're always looking at it from the that perspective, mm-hmm. um, which was was something I'd not seen before, if I'm honest. 
Just um, just going off on a small tangent, I've been watching some YouTube stuff on how they've been filming The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah? Um, yes. That is insane how they filmed that. Now, they're using the Unreal Game Engine, which I think DCS might be based off, uh-huh. as virtual sets. And what they're doing is on the soundstage, they're putting huge digital screens, building into the digital screen. So there's a scene where you've got the Razor Crest, which is the ship, on a space station. Okay. And so the only thing on the soundstage is a built version of the Razor Crest and some scattered terrain, as we would call it. The rest, the all the background and everything is being modeled inside of Unreal and using basically wherever the camera positions the background can be rotated and moved accordingly. It's just insane how they've done it, and it looks absolutely incredible. They've just used the gaming engine when sorry, we'll use this gaming engine because it can do it, yeah, mm-hmm. for what we want to do. And then they started, then in the interview John Favreau did, said, we started building shots on how we want to use the technology so the technology was driving some of the some of the imagery and some of the shots that they put into the TV series. It's just insane what what they're doing now with with that type of technology. Yeah, it is amazing what they you know can do with that kind of stuff these days. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's amazing. So now, as long as the storyline doesn't jump the shark along the way, we'll we'll be set because the they what signed for five more seasons. What? Really? Yeah. I, I, I heard they'd only done two initially because they've just finished wrapping on season two. Right, but I that think they tweeted out. I, I think they uh, uh, they have uh, agreed to do with the studio and such. Uh, I think they've well, already purchased five, so they're going yeah. to continue filming. Uh, and like I said, ho- hopefully the storyline stays good. I enjoy that show very much. So do I. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so please don't jack it up. <laughs> so basically it's a uh, space western. Yeah. yeah. So, which is right down my alley. I love westerns. So. My analogy was as well, was a little bit, I know we're a little bit off topic, was Lone Wolf and Cub. Don't, I'm not familiar with that. Um, have you ever seen a really bad 80s movie called Shogun Assassin? <laughs> Probably. If it's a bad 80s movie, we've probably seen it. Yeah. It's about a samurai. Well, it's about a, a samurai warrior whose family is killed and the only one's left is his little boy. And he wheels him around in a cart. Ah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's based on a comic book series called Lone Wolf and Cub. And it's basically about this masterless samurai and his son going around Japan, getting revenge against the people that killed his family. Plus also because he's a ronin. He, you know, you can work for people and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so it's very much, if you think about the way the Mandalorian set up, it's very much like that as well. Huh. Right. All right. Well, we'll have to check that out. I was going to say, not, not, now I got to go look it up. <laughs> so, so on some more interesting news, Gaz, I have another project for you when you come over with us. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's, it's the Harry Potter models that haven't been touched yeah, the since Harry you Potter left. Models that are still sitting here primed from when you left, or still sitting here ready for you to come back for. Yeah, three of them have at least got their faces painted. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, I am backing the Alamo from Sons of Precision. Ooh, saw that. The, yeah, the whole. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. One, it's quite a big old set as well. Yeah, so the whole kit and caboodle. I went all in on that baby. So uh, I cannot wait for that one. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's going to be great. And um, that'll make a good uh, project or a let's play or something. Right. You know, once we get through 13 days. So, um, yeah. That's that's a nice, nice, nice Kickstarter as well. Because I looked at it. Yeah. And I'm not. Kickstarter is not back too many Um, Uh (laughs) at the moment. But um, you look at it and you go, oh. Well, it's drug cartel buildings. Yeah, you could use them for the Middle East. Yeah, you could use them for that as well. Yeah, as well as being, you know, as well as so from modern right the way down and through history, you could even use them. I guess um, if you're looking at say blood and plunder, you could. That, yeah, yeah. Sort of around the Spanish Main and the south coast of Florida, I guess. Yeah, 
you know you could do things around that so yeah it was just a really nice set i was surprised they went to kickstarter with it well it's a big project and i think mm. the only reason they went to kickstarter with it because it is such a big project and because of the design of it they were kind of possibly worried how well it would yeah. be received you know mm. and because the people are why put a lot of time and effort into it if you're if it's not going to be something a lot of people are going to buy into? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, to me, it's kind of a niche thing, which is fine because I love the Alamo. I've watched my favorite version, which is the John Wayne version, which before anybody yells at me, I know it's not 100% historically accurate. It's more of Hollywood drama, but it's John Wayne and can't go wrong there. Huh. And then I've watched the actual Alamo movie that's, what, four hours long? You know, it's longer than John Wayne version. Um, Is longer. that the one with um, Billy Bob Thornton in? Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turn, turns out as long, it's as long as the actual siege of the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love that, kind, that period of history. So anything, you know, where it shows the uh, United States trying to, you know, become its own country and stuff. So as we grew, uh, I really enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks like a really nice kit. Um, you know, now you're getting all the walls and um, there's some resin pieces included now and the and then the game floorboards, those tiles. Um, so it'll be a nice project. I can't wait. That's a lot of models, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how many are we talking, realistically? For, are you going to play it in a wave form? Because there's no way we can do enemy forces to attack all four walls at the same time and have them in the however many thousands turned up. What? What do you mean, no, we can't do that? <laughs> have you not seen G's driveway? Be here by the time they're finished. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a lot of, I, I'm uh, not liking <laughs> your negativity there, Gaz. Well, I'm pretty sure there was over 100 allies. There was 180 there you uh, go. guys. You've got 180 that, to do. How many have I got to do? <laughs> well, for the Mexican uh, army, um, 3,500. Santa Ana's army, there was what, 15,000? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a pretty big force. Something it was, like the Oz It was overwhelming, as they say. Uh, I'm who trying was, to find the updates because what's that? Who was there? I know. Um, David Crockett. David, David Crockett was there. Was Jim, Jim Bowie? Jim Bowie. Yep. Jim Bowie. And then Travis. Let's see. Um, did you see? Speaking of Western, did you see that um, God I, God's Eye game announced a uh, gunslinger game? Uh, I saw game. a mention of it. Do you know anything about it? Um, I can't remember if I sent you an invite to the Facebook page because I've got a Facebook page coming as well yeah, for it. I, I did. I sent one to Gaz. Um, so they're going to be announcing more as it comes up, but they, it looks like they've got campaign rules. There's going to be 10 factions in it as well. Okay. Um, so you can run, you know, like a, a, a continuing campaign or have just one-off skirmishes. So is this a miniatures it. game or a yeah. RPG like no. Ghost Dogs? No, it's a miniatures game. Oh, it's okay. a miniatures game like because um, it's got a game, the guys behind Contact Front. Yeah. So they're doing what's called Gunslinger's Paradise is the name of the game. Do you think they'll, they'll send us a copy of the rulebook after we talked about their last game? Only but ask. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, of course, is did you see PS is testing his Vietnam rule set? I heard that. That's yeah. uh, cool. Yes. We're going to need to build another building just for game tables. Uh, okay. <laughs> build another building. <laughs> I was thinking. Tur turns PS out that's easier than building terrain for me, so okay. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about adding on a, a standalone garage at the end of the driveway, like right. everybody else in the neighborhood has. We could just make that the game center. Yeah. Oh, cool. But you could do garage on the first floor, and then and then, cool. and then loft <laughs> is is all shop on the second floor. Oh yeah, all all hobby. And we'll, we'll have a we'll have a corner area there with a deadbolt in the floor with a ten pound chain for gas. Yeah. And we'll give them buckets. As long as they get fed. <laughs> It'll be just like being deployed. He'll be fine. Mandalorian episode. That's that's all I need. A drink with, uh, drinks cheap. It's tea bags and hot water, and then now and again sugar. As long as he's got Wi-Fi, he'll be fine. Yeah, right. I mean, 
That way, you know, we can chain him to the floor. He can't leave. It's it's work. Um, no, well, I'll get excited. Well, they'll never find me when they realize I'm there illegally and don't have a green card or anything because they'll never know. That's no, right. Don't don't worry. Uh, you know, the social justice warriors have assured that we don't go looking for them anymore around here. Yeah, so you'll be not. fine. I stand corrected. It wasn't fifteen thousand men. It was only fourteen hundred in the Santa no. Ana's army. That's still a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to that's, print or that, buy. Although that, I do have... It's a 9 to 1, club. isn't it? You know, to be honest with you, if we were doing the full Alamo, I would not do it in 28 mil. I six? Would, I would okay. do it in 6 or 10. You know, in that. in that. Um, but still, a 28 millimeter Alamo looks amazing. I cannot wait. It's going to be so cool. It does need some weathering, I think. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, that'd be an sure. interesting thing to see how you approach that. The, well, the Sarissa stuff's unpainted anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the, the one that they showed that was done and up and running yeah. um, was very shiny. Um, and for someone like the Alamo, you'll definitely want to, and even for the Middle East and such, you, you do want to rough it up a bit. Oh, you? yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing's clean there. It's all dusty, if nothing else. But I, I think the other one as well, well, the other interesting one was I was mentioned was um, with Piazza's Vietnam rule set when that comes out. Uh -huh. Because that's an ongoing campaign set because you'll you'll create your platoon and each, I think the way that, you sound, way that he was sounding in the, in the write-up and stuff is each mission is like a month. So you're doing the full 12 months tour of duty. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's why you With, said it. Within, within, the, within the game. Really? I, yeah. That, and then with three months to go, you get extended. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> that's what normally happens, isn't it? I was going to say, so when you, when you get to month 10 and you start to get ready to out-process, they're like, oh no, here's a set of orders. <laughs> but, but then there's the whole thing of the fact is that you've, you've invested, say, for example, you've got these rookies that have come in in the game, say in the first month, and you've built time and you've got experience with them and stuff, and then you send them out on patrols, and you know it's month ten, and two of them die. Mm. You know you've invested all that time. Yeah. You know it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if you do that long term, twelve month campaign. What's what's that going to be like? Yeah, that would Some be a neat mechanic. Whereby, you know, uh, by ten, month 10, you know, essentially they're, they're veteran soldiers. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and then you lose a couple and you bring in some brand new <laughs> rookies who have no experience whatsoever, exactly. throwing, throwing them into the mix of your platoon. That would mm -hmm. be a, a, a really nice dynamic. Well, so I I, you know, it is what it is. So I was just looking over the Alamo. It's 20, uh, blah, 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 blah. Where is it? 22 kits making a 1200 millimeters by 1100 millimeters area. I don't know how big that is. Why can't they do it in English? Because they are English, so they use metric. 110 centimeters. So four foot by, by three, roughly. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's just the Alamo. Yeah. They need to put the army that's outside it. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, yeah, that's looking good. So this Vietnam thing sounds interesting as well. I mean, mm -hmm. my luck, he gets some really cool guy built up, and month 11, he gets whacked. Yeah. And you're like, son of a bitch. So what was the average size of a platoon? Of a platoon? Yeah. Um, that's what they're based on. Is it 12, or is it... No. no, that's a squad. No. That's a squad, isn't it? So yeah. it's three squads to a platoon, isn't it? That's four, about three to four. So you're looking at roughly 50 to 60 people in a platoon. Yeah. With, you know, with command and... Yeah. And support. Ballastics as well, isn't there? Yeah. So... so. The medic, you know, the, the medic staff and mm -hmm. admin, etc. So yeah. probably what do you reckon actually patrol-wise... It was... 40, just over, maybe around yeah. 40? Yeah, about that. So, yeah. It's, cool. um, I think Vietnam's one that's quite tough to do tables for. You know, you can get the... sort of You go to the aquarium shop instead, don't you, for yeah. stuff like that. But it's a very dense... It's more dense than, I think, probably any other gaming table in a lot of ways. 
Well, you know, you could go the route of um, party patties, you know, yeah. so that's easy to do, and then you can do, you know, there are ways to simulate jungle warfare. Or you could just say an airplane came along and used Agent Orange and just killed everything, so. Lots of napalm. <laughs> or napalm. Or napalm, it's, yeah. I've seen some really nice Vietnam boards, actually. I've seen some with rice paddy files and stuff, and I've seen them with, um, like, the Firebase as well. Uh-huh. Ooh, Firebase Gloria. Really, really well. And with all the new 28mm Vietnam minis that seem to be coming out, I know Empress are churning them out in a rapid rate of knots, and so are Green Go 40. Yeah. You know? I know that Emp- Empress did a set, um, and the four minis is, I can't remember all the names of them, but two of them is Joker and Cowboy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that's from. Apparently they're Marines. <laughs> and they are modeled the same, so you've got them with the, the glasses on. And, and what was one of the other ones Mother as well? Um, animal, guy, animal, <laughs> yeah, with the with the with the pig with the M60. Yes, yeah. I'm just saying, poontang, and that should help out with a few people out there. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to die for a word, that word's going to be poontang. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like they've delved quite deep then. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's right. No two buku. So there's a lot to go off of um, gaming wise. So. Yeah, we just got to finish up uh, 13 days, get that game played. Um, don't know where Jim went. He's MIA today. So I can't make fun of him. I saw an amazing uh, little video meme this morning on uh, Marines. It was a kid holding two crayons just going spastic and then trying to eat them. Oh. So, you know, typical Marine, crayon eater. Yeah. It's <laughs> snack time. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see somebody's feeding them. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, I've been noticing you've been producing some pretty amazing uh, cards for, you know, some of the games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when are you going to send some our way, buddy? I did. Did you? Yes, I yeah. sent you some for the 13 days, 13 hours. Yeah, you, did. you probably did, and I got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, vouch. I'll, I'll vouch for that. I saw them as well, and they do look good. It's a shame you haven't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, ouch. Okay. So, I'm, trying uh, to, I'm trying to do some for... I picked up the... I saw someone post on the Spectre game and I thought, oh, that's a nice, cool idea. So I picked up the um, the canoe set from Warlord for the Amphibious, uh, amphibious Raid. Uh-huh. So it's two canoes with two minis in each for the... The guys in in the canoes themselves, uh-huh. and then for for the dismounted minis, and I picked up the British sniper set as well to make a like a six man British commando unit to you to do like World War Two Spectre with. Uh huh. Um, World War Two Spectre, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Why why that? Um, I quite like. I always like these canoe canoe sets, so I thought, well, why not? And World War Two was sort of the obvious. Area to sort of slot these because they're World War Two minis mainly, uh-huh. but um, it just I used to play the the Commandos game by a year uh, Idos, which was you know you had a set of specialists and you did a lot of stealth and sneaking around, infiltrating behind enemy lines stuff. And I think World War Two sets itself slightly better for that type of game. Okay, you know you you can do it with with you know with say Korea or you know. Um, moving forward but I think you know with the history that's there and the you know the list of commando rays like Santazair and other things you know just letters of wells and these minis are based off the um, the thing I sent Gaz Gaz can you remember what the operation was no. <laughs> <laughs> okay the table has sir so thanks for being on the show anyway there was a there's a I'll do a search. There was a film came out in the 60s called Cockershell Hero- Cockle Shell Heroes. And it's based on a, on a raid of British commandos that used um, Operation Falk Frankton. And what it was, was the British commandos were, there was 12 of them initially. They were dropped off onto the sort of the um, Bordeaux size uh, by submarine one of the uh, and they then paddled upstream in canoes to then destroy German ships that were docked in Bordeaux. 
Um, and only two of the 12 guys actually survived from it, from the mission. And it was turned into a film with um, Jose Ferrer and um, Trevor Howard in. Um, a vast majority of them were captured and killed, of course, for being spies and things. Um, and it was 1942 when they tried to do this. But it's, it's just a nice little uh, four set of uh, basically two canoes with eight minis. And it's a really nice little set of minis that Warlord did. So, And I thought, uh, I'll expect that. We'll do them with Spectre. <laughs> okay. Excellent. See, now that we've branched out more into history, when I think of stealth, again, mine comes from a computer game in the same way yours does, but it comes from uh, Tenchu, Stealth Assassins, yeah. which was the samurai period. Lovely game. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's definitely on my radar at the minute, is to sort of look at what games you can use for 28mm, because there's so much out there, Test of Honor. We're starting to see more and more. And um, with a recent patron that I backed, um, some of the models that I can print are actually Yumi Bowman and um, Full Blown Samurai, Samurai Lord, etc. Mm -hmm. And yeah, doing a game where you basically have to plan a route in and the other person plans their patrol patterns where they put the dogs that can track. Yeah. And I think it could make for an interesting scenario without a, you know, quite dense scenery, but not a high model count um, for a bit of stealth gaming. Yeah, because you could just grab the, the Japanese castle and stuff from Sarissa and things and just use that. Yeah, I mean, um, there's, there's so many options now. There's, mm -hmm. there's so many different companies that are starting to produce uh, larger and larger sets, essentially. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, but yes, um, having a, a almost a, a, a death squad going into it, but the only priority is to kill the Lord. But he's got a patrol, he's got a bodyguard, you know, he's he's got people that you could just disturb the chef as you move through a certain area because you didn't know they were in the area. It could make for some some quite fun gaming, I think. Uh, the other one I've just, just thought of, sort of similar, it's not necessarily a stealth game, but it was, is you could technically replicate 47 running. Okay, yeah. Um, which was, how many people here know the story? Mm -mm, no clue. You know, don't know the story. Um, I don't know if it's if it's true or not. This is this is the, the story is that there was a collection of samurai whose lord was murdered. He yep. was betrayed and murdered. So for was it for a year? I think what happened was the samurai then dispersed throughout. You know, throughout some become bandits, some becomes you know ronin, some become farmers and things like that. And then a year later. 47 of them got 47 of them got together and raided this lord's mountain basically castle that had killed castle. their lord yeah. and they basically butchered everybody inside of it and then committed seppuku hmm. so they regained the honor for their master by killing the man that killed them and then because they had acted dishonorably killed themselves <gasps> wow but there was 47 of them raided like a, a castle of like 300 I think So you know, you as a as a as a gaming idea, that's a lot of minis. Yes. But as a game itself, or concept of a game, that would you know really well. You could do you could technically run because I know Testavana did it. Um, run the Seven Samurai <laughs> as well. Okay. And you could double out and do Magnificent Seven as a Western to finish. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Dead Man's Hand. Uh, name of the gaming company. Can't remember the name of the gaming company who do Dead Man's Hand. They do like the the World War the, the Wild West miniature sets, really nice minis, and they've got the original Magnificent Seven, so the one from the sixties as a set. Uh -huh. You've also got the new one that was done in twenty eighteen with um, Denzel Washington, and Chris Prime. Yep, as a miniature set as well. Interesting. So, so huh. get those sets. So I just wanted to do a quick shout out, uh, Jamie M. Uh, has offered to help us with our 13-day, 13-hour uh, project. Um, he's he's up there in the uh, Minnesota, you know. Minnesota, eh? Yeah, Minnesota, eh? And uh, he says he can 3D model and has a printer, and I'm the crazy nutter building a first rate for blood and plunder for Adepticon. So he's working on a project Ooh. for one. So, uh, Jamie, so, yeah, if you want to help out in our project, you are more welcome. And if you're going to be at Adepticon, yes. you, Marty, you mentioned something about a meetup, right? Yeah, well, somebody had posted on our Facebook page, will there be a meetup at Adepticon? Dang it. Now I got all this pressure on it. So I said, 
we should do that. I, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Marty's our social director and brewmaster. Uh, when we say brew, it's coffee or beer over right, here. Right, yeah, yeah. Just, Not tea. Just a... Clarify. Not that civilized over on this side of the pond. No, you threw it into the water, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, my my issue is I can't tell if it's early enough, uh, uh, or if it's too early in the day to drink booze, or too late in the day to drink coffee. So there is never I spend, that rule anywhere in this house. I spend that quandary sometime between nine a.m. and three p.m. every day. You can drink coffee 24 hours a day, and you can drink booze 24 hours a day. Yeah, the people at work keep looking at me weird, though. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll definitely work on something. Um, Marty and I will put our heads together. We need, really need to get Gaz and Ralph out here. Uh, you know, let's try and think about seeing if it's possible for next year's Adepticon. How about that? Um, I mean, obviously, it's too, um, you know, cool, yep. you know, too close now, but... Maybe we can start a fundraising campaign or something to help get them over here next year. Yeah. Um, and we'll do up a big show, um, you know. But, and, you know, I, I think we... Cold Wars is not too far after or before. I got to look it up. Because we could do a Cold Wars, too, because that's all historical wargaming. You know, and, <laughs> you know, I think we could do something uh, extremely casual at, uh, at Adepticon. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, this year, you know, uh, you know, like I said, nothing more than uh, maybe a, a meet and greet. We're not obviously we're not going to be you know, doing are, a let's are we play doing or anything. A live recording of sorts, G from Adepticon again. Uh, you know, Kirk asked me from Mentor Building Authority. I need to reach out to everybody and see if they're available for that. Maybe we could do a meetup and recording mm. at the same time, Ooh, so we can be yeah. interactive. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. So we could take questions from the audience. The guys from uh, the full. The other podcast, we're, you're going to meet them. Yeah, we're yep. supposed to meet up with them, too, at some point. So, mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> um, yeah, How long is Adepticon again? <laughs> you know, we weren't really supposed to do anything for the Adepticon. I'm going to have to reach out to Warren now. Fudge sickles. Yeah, um, you should uh, do that. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. What's up? No, I was just thinking is the, the, the thing I mean, is it's, it's just do a casual film. I think just casual. Yeah. I think, you know, what what you could do is yeah. do it. Is record the, the the round table, not necessarily broadcast it live, and then because the last one we did, we did broadcast live. I remember staying yeah. up for it. Yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, but you know, just record it and then put it out as a special. Yeah, and then, and then you could do the post editing after that if need be. If there's any post editing needed. Yeah, I mean, we have new equipment that lets us easily go live. We bought a yeah. new mixer that goes live. So, yeah. um, I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Marty and I will come up some because it'll be Marty and I. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and if you Chris, guys. Chris will be there, too. He's already got his stuff laid oh, on Chris, as well. He right. sent me his schedule. Okay, so Chris will be there as well. So He'll have nothing then, to offer, you guys, but he'll Yeah, be Ralph, there. you jumped in on the conversation last year a little bit. So I did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can always split it between patrons live and oh, yeah, everybody else like Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's uh, probably... So, take, take down the... Yeah, so it's not Cold Wars. It's Little Wars. That's yeah, yeah. the one. Yeah. Um, but that one's in the end of April. So we might be going to that one. I'll reach out to the Little War guys and uh, see if, you know, we can do something with that. Because that's all military working, yeah. you yeah. know, so... It is the, the, they did one non-military game in this past sort of thing of their YouTube and they did a Star Wars Legion game. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else has been, because I do watch their YouTube channel, Little War Guys, I, it's, there's some really interesting stuff in there, like is um, the Zulu table that they did. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a, that's a Wana. Yeah. I want to say, oh, they do it? Really? I missed that. It's um, six mil, maybe less. It has to be for that size. It's it's a very, very small scale, but they built a table. He built the table. Yeah. And, and, you know, they've been talking about 3D printing as well. Actually, speaking of 3D printing, I watched a really, I watched a YouTube clip of a, of a guy, I'll see if I can find it in my history, and he was showing, he was thinking off this large bed 3D printer. Uh-huh. Um, which works out, I think it was uh, uh, 12 inches by 11 inches. Huh. For a resin 3D printer, though. This is resin, not, oh. not PLA. Yeah. 
it's a grand for the printer as oh. well. Okay, so I'm looking at the events that they have posted for Little Wars. They have Angola 79 in here. Somebody's going to do Angola. Yeah, and dude, we got to go to that. It's a Lombard. That's exactly. It's like so a half hour from us. This is going to be played. Come on. <laughs> Love that game. Desert Storm Skirmish. Ooh. All right, we got, oh, Battle of First uh, Bull Run. Battle of Lexington. That one should hit home for you guys. Sorry, couldn't help it. <laughs> couldn't help it. Almost makes you wonder if it's worth painting your side, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jet Age Korea, the bridges of Tokyo Re. Oh, nice. All right, we, we're definitely going to this. All right, I'll reach out to the guys. So all you people out there, the set rep's going to be at Little Wars. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we need sound effects. I got to get a soundboard up. I have it. I just got to get it set up. Now you just need sound. <laughs> and I just need sound. So, uh, you guys have anything else on your plate? Not really. I'll be trying to look for a copy of Bloody Gladiator again. Ralph, if I can find you a copy, I will yeah, send The Avalon Hill one. Yeah, I wish of I course. Of my Is there another version out there? Come on. No. Yeah. Because uh, I wish I had never gotten rid of it. Because uh, I, I think it would make a really interesting participation game. Oh, yeah. Especially if yeah. done with minis and by the um, the Sarissa Coliseum. Ooh, yeah. Instead of using the standees. Yeah. You know, make a, make a board, which is basically that Sarissa Coliseum, the round one, grid it out as the game is, and then get some really nice, um, probably, I'm trying to think who do some nice gladiator minis. Arena Rex do. Epic. That's yes, the one they I do. was thinking of. They yeah. definitely do. They're nearly all always out. Of, some of them are always out of stock, and some of yeah. them are always in. But um, that's who yeah, I was thinking of, Arena Rex, for the minis. Yeah, they are stunning. That's Seems where we're diversing our content. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, it should be interesting. I've been trying to find what scale. Well, not scale. So I've been looking at British troops, modern, mm -hmm. and. Torn between White Dragon and Empress due to the Empress ones being more slender and less heroic. Uh -huh. Yeah. But then it's, I think it's their metal versus um, resin. So yeah. there's, there's quite a few factors when it when you sort of sit down to pick what you want as a miniature. But the interesting thing about the Empress ones are the changeable heads. So not only do you have the helmets, yeah. Yeah. But you can do the black watch with the berries. You can do the paras with the berries. I've got a set of eight painted up because my dad was in the Royal Regiment of Fusiliers. Yeah. So I, paint, I painted up a set of them and I did an additional one and I gave it to him. Nice. Oh, um, nice. In Desert DPM. So it was just basically a skeleton bone with some khaki over the top, you know, for the blotches. Yeah. Uh, and did the berry and everything for him and gave him a a mini with the, the Fusiliers because there's a anniversary coming up in a couple of, either this month or next that that my dad's attending. They all get together and they do their, their anniversaries. Um, and I can't remember if it's Aiden. It might be 20... Aiden was 66 to 67, so it might be an Aiden anniversary of some description hmm. um, for when the British troops were in the Middle East in there. So, but yeah, I, I, I quite like the Empress ones, I think, and they go well with their vehicle sets as well. Yeah, I need to, I've, I've started looking for sort of source material for photos because I think the difference I'm finding is the Empress ones have got that rough edge that's metal, mm -hmm. whereas yeah. the other ones have got the smoothness of resin. So there's that. And then I'm thinking, how do I want to paint them? Do I want to paint them almost not comic book, but you know, that clean, clean look? Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Yeah grubbed up and dirty and um, do I want them just to be in um, a military pose which would mean helmets on anyway mm -hmm. or do I want them to be in base as well which potentially mm -hmm. like you say means berets on uh, depending on the threat level so there's there's lots of lots of interesting stuff I've been trying to find models for MBC as well you know models that are actually wearing gear um, equipment. Uh, there's one that has MBC there is and it's oh god the New Zealand company what the hell is it called? It'll come to you. <laughs> it will. It's the ones that did the the um, 
They did a set of for Marine Force Recon that are slightly heroic scale. Okay. Fighting 15s is the website. Eureka Miniatures. Yes. Eureka, yeah. Eureka do NBC. Um, it's Cold War NBC. Right. Um, so you're talking 80s, but they do full kit with the weapons sets and stuff. Yeah, because doing sort of Iraq, I mean, when we're over there, it's, you're in kit all the time because of the threat of scud missiles mm -hmm. with various chemicals in. But you, you'd rarely see a, a considerable force of miniatures, even at, even at squad level, mm -hmm. uh, from all the various companies that do modern, that have either in, was it MOP is the US version, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah MOP gear. Uh, our MBC suits for us, the old um, Romeo 3. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. The, if, you, if you Google the Fighting 15s, and that's okay. who do Eureka miniatures in the UK. Yeah. Because they're a New Zealand company, Eureka. You can order directly from them. Or yeah. the, the Fighting 15s is the... Is the UK... Um, is sort of the, is a shop that sells yeah. in the UK. Stockist. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Ralph. What? I just bought Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> not for you. She bought it for herself. No, not for yeah. Yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's just going to put it on her shelf here with the other games and then send you pictures of it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I, I'm looking for a copy that I can send you, Ralph. So I'll, get, oh, I'll find you a copy. But yeah, I just... Yeah, they, they, they've got... I'm just looking on that website, uh, guys. They've got um, US troops in mop gear. Yep. Um, two minis. Well, sorry, one figure is... says one figure is 140. Okay. Um, so you've got a guy here with uh, what looks like a yeah, it's a grenade. It's an M203 underneath the M16 in full mop. There's a guy with a stinger as well and a law. <laughs> right, because so that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> the, what, what they don't tell you is that particular figure is going to the Chow Hall. <laughs> that true. <laughs> the other interesting set they do have there is the um, Rhodesian Grey Scouts. On them, they do the 50, they do twenty eight mil of the the Grey Scouts, the guys on the backs of the horses and stuff. Hmm. Okay, they do them. They do them from the, uh, they do a set called the South African Wars. Nice. We can get those in. Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have them reach around. Mm -hmm. Interesting. A lot of stuff. So uh, there is as way too much stuff. They're doing Rourke's drift. Oh, there you go. So, so as it's still stuck on little walls, I think. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, they got a lot of great stuff. And, and they're and they're gonna the uh, historical gaming society is gonna be at yeah. Adepticon, so yeah, we'll hook up. We with can them hook up with them we there. We will get us. We will get us into this. This oh, yeah. All right, I, I'm pumped. Woo. So, uh, as the rookie to the group, and probably the person with the least amount of uh, gaming experience here. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys already, but uh, when uh, Spectre announced that they were restocking their starter kits, uh, I was stocking them and got one. So I'm waiting for it to arrive, but I was able to, to purchase one. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I've got the rule set and uh, their starter set of minis coming. Nice. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, and, we still have that starter set sitting here for a and, prize. And then because I have, uh, because we are looking at using uh, Sangin rules for uh, 13 days, uh, I figured I should probably learn them, so I bought those yesterday. There you go. <laughs> Seemed appropriate. Shall we put out a little uh, announcement as well for people um, just to say that if they're in the UK and stuff, especially with Spectre and stuff, Spectre have announced this. They've put they put them in, uh, an email out saying that due to the weather issues that we have had in the UK, uh -huh. um, that orders are get are being are delayed. They're going to, yeah. they're being as processed as quickly as possible. Indeed, but please. the weather is having an effect on. Yeah, please be patient. Yeah, they sent me uh, yeah, an email last be week. Patient with yeah. them. You know, there's there's been. Some people that haven't been, and I just want to say, you know, be patient with small companies. It doesn't matter if it's Spectre or someone else, especially if they're based in the UK because of the weather and things. And especially now with the, the coronavirus popping up, that's just going to add on as well. Yeah, if you don't like uh, how the small uh, companies in the UK are working, uh, you know, with their delivery or whatever or stockage, uh, just wait and see what happens with all the stuff in China. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> even even if they have a stock made, 
when there's no boats leaving China, there's no nope. stuff getting to uh, the U.S. or the U.K. or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to you, it's full of coronavirus air. So there's that. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap up the show today. Uh, any final thoughts? Anyone? Nope. 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 No, yeah, yeah. How, many, how much more 13 hours have you got there yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, approximately 29 hours worth. <laughs> we're, probably, um, we're probably in day 10. I, uh, Somewhere well, between day 9 and 10 we have left. Nine I, days left. It's going to say until we update the sheet. I'm not yeah, sure. I have to look at the sheet, but we're probably somewhere where we got about ten to, 9 to 10 days left. Um, probably. Of, time so remember that still includes play time because so. i because i haven't done yeah. anything i've been in a holding pattern waiting yeah. to to do this technical so we'll be doing the vehicles on thursday um looking forward to it yeah are you going to do any uh, broadcasting this week there gaz mr uh, i should do yeah i'm about to get the last non-important team member <laughs> 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 the last uh you know push him to the front let him shoot a bit and see someone see where the enemy positions are is he going to have a red shirt now he's going to he's going to get it done this week uh, and then probably the weekend for one of the other two okay yeah, i think i'll do the last two at weekends to okay. give me up to i'll just basically start at a time and if it runs to three or four hours it runs to three or four hours and i'll sleep when i'm dead um <laughs> all right all right all right cool all right guys uh, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is the live show. Um, thanks to those who joined us for the live show. I want to do a special shout out to Jamie for offering to help us. Um, we look forward to meeting with you at uh, Adopticon and we'll see what you can do to help us with our 13 hour project. Um, and to those who will be catching this at the recorded, uh, we want to thank you for supporting us. Remember on Patreon, you guys can um, help us there or uh, get your official merch over at Zazzle. The sweatshirt yep. looks amazing, Marty. Thank you. Uh, so to find the sweatshirt, when you go to the store, yeah. it's not on that page. Well, i got to figure out I, why it doesn't do that. But, but if you scroll down, yeah. it was in the other items like this that people have bought or whatever uh-huh. that says it was down there. Really? And it, yeah. It still doesn't appear with the rest of the stuff. That's I don't so know why. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Uh...